Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Ryan is Super Strong podcast. This episode features the wonderful Hawk Heimdalsman. I think you're really going to enjoy meeting him and hearing his music. And I want to say um, happy April now. This is the first uh, episode that I've had in April now, even though this, you know, we're one week in. Uh, the first was on a Wednesday. April Fool's on a Wednesday, and I didn't even talk to you guys about it, but I hope you weren't fooled. You know, I hope you didn't get tricked um, or pranked. I, I've never been a huge fan of being pranked or pranking anyone. Uh, sometimes it's fun to play, a, you know, say a joke. But uh, to have one done to you is never quite the same, you know, in, in a time when we're all feeling pranked in some kind of <laughs> much larger way. And so we didn't we didn't need April Fool's this year. I think it was nice to skip it. So happy April, even though it's the 7th. Uh, happy April is the first time I get to talk to you in April, you know. And, it's, and that's important to remember. If I were to prank you at all right now, I would say, hey, I've got a ton of live shows to promote this week. <laughs> Which I do not. Um, nobody does. That's the that's the way it is. Um, that being said, uh, I, I have been having a ton of videos pr- uh, come out that were that were all recorded pre-Rona. Uh, I had some uh, with Matthew Grant, past guest, and some with Zach Churchill, past guest, and they're all coming out uh, for, on a project called Oro Sessions. That's O R O, which is Spanish for gold. The Oro Sessions. If you if you look them up on YouTube uh, or Instagram, Oro Sessions, you can find all those videos. I did three videos with Matthew and four, I believe, maybe three, I'm not sure, uh, three or four, I'm not sure how many are going to come out, um, with Zach Churchill, and um, all of the Matthew Grant ones are out, and uh, one of them uh, with Zach is out right now. So if you want to go check out some live stuff, that, or some recorded stuff, not live, uh, that was all done pre-the-rona times, uh, then check that out, you know? And speaking of pre-rona, this episode is also pre-rona, <laughs> and I'm getting tired of saying that. Uh, there was once a time when we could all, you know, invite people over to our homes, it's even ones that we had never met before, and sit with them in a room, um, and now we can't do that, so I can't wait till we get to do that again, but here's a glimpse uh, into the past when we did, uh, when we were able to do that. <laughs> So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, Hawk is awesome. It was really cool to meet him. I met him through a friend of a mutual friend of ours named Lila Crosswhite, who you guys all met briefly um, on one of the Namior episodes. I can't remember which one. I think it was five, if I remember right. Maybe three. I can't remember. Anyway, the Namior episodes, she was on with Symphonic Planet because she's one of the people that does that show or that, that project with uh, Norchet Ree and Jonas Peterson and Mike Rudolph. So that episode of the Namior episode, you can meet Lila. And we had had plans, actually, it was would have been just last weekend, um, I was going to have her on an episode because she now lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was going to go um, to Nashville with the Los Alamitos Show Choir program, and because of the coronavirus, I was not able to go to Nashville. So um, a bunch of guests that I'd set up to record with, um, you're not going to hear from for a while, which is a total bummer, um, but Lila luckily introduced me and Hawk before all the stuff kind of went down, and so I was able to invite Hawk over my place several weeks ago now. And um, it was a blast getting to know him and sh- share some music. And now I hope you get, you know I don't know what you're up I don't know what you're up to to be honest I don't know because you know normally I would talk to you guys about traffic you know and, and say I'm probably coming to you in traffic right now or you know but and you know a lot of you go to the gym but now we can't go to gyms you know we can't do anything we used to do all the time um, I don't know about you guys but I'm finding um, you know I'm I'm working out every day we have a treadmill. And I'm taking Rupert on long walks, and I'm doing a bunch of like just body weight training workouts at home. And I'm now 16 days or 17 days, I guess now, uh, into 
you know, doing that. And that's been really, you know, just trying to make myself go a little less crazy here in the quarantine times. And I hope that you're having some luck with that. So maybe that's what you're doing. Maybe this episode finds you um, in between two chairs trying to do dips. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe it's just on a nice little walk with your dog. Whatever, it, I, whatever you know, you're doing right now, um, I'm sure you're trying to pass the time. It's a weird weird time and i hope that this episode um will serve as a little bit of a fun break for your brain as you sit down with me and hawk and listen to some music um i have one more episode normally i have you know i've told you guys this before i normally bank a bunch of episodes um and normally we'll have anywhere between five and ten episodes banked um and right now the only episode i have banked is next week's episode so next week will be the last of the pre-coronavirus episodes when i was you know able to sit with somebody and chat and then I have some new plans for after that, so I, I won't I won't start mentioning those until next week. But uh, just so you know, if if you're a fan of the show and listen every week, I will not be abandoning you. In fact, uh, quite the opposite. Um, probably more episodes a week will come out here in a couple weeks. So, um, <coughs> because and that's just because we're all uh, bored. <laughs> I have time to make more content. I have time to do some projects that I've been wanting to do for a while. So uh, we're going to get to those finally, which is awesome. So anyway, I hope you're feeling good. I hope I hope that you and all of your family are healthy and strong. I know that this is a weird, stressful time. Um, as of today, the 7th, I will have been quarantined for one month. Um, from I guess it was the 11th, so I guess not date to date, but Tuesday to Tuesday, four weeks. So um, I guess it'll be four more days till the actual 11th when I'm actually on a full month but either way that's this week and it's weird man that's just a weird experience and um if you need to reach out or you're having a weird time with it um i'm I'm really concerned with friends of mine that live alone or you know listeners that just don't you know don't uh, talk to anybody or have ways to pass the time if you need to reach out please email ryan is super strong at gmail.com or hit me up through the instagram at super strong ryan and all that stuff um not only am i down and have time to talk or zoom or skype or facetime um, or write letters or whatever um but also so many of my past guests i've talked to about this and they're all down to talk too um so this is a good time to meet some of the people that are on the show if you're a fan of the show and um talk about music or talk about life or talk about this weird coronavirus time that none of us really know what's going on you know so uh this little message is specifically for you guys if uh if you're finding yourself stressed and alone or isolated more than ever, um, feel free. Please drop me a line, uh, Ryan is super strong at gmail.com. I'd be glad to talk with you uh, and chill. You know, we can zoom or whatever. You know, plenty of time these days. So, uh, love to reach out to the community that listens to the show, um, no matter where you are in the world. So, I know we have listeners all over the place. So, there might be some language problems with that offer, <laughs> but I'm assuming if you listen to the show in some other part of the world. Uh, that you at least understand what I'm talking about. So uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, again, is Ryan is super strong at gmail.com. Um, not an advice man, but I am a silly man. So I'll definitely help keep your mind off what's going on, and it'll be fun to meet some of the listeners of the show. Um, with that, let's get to the dang show. You know what I'm saying? It's time for you to meet Hawk, get a glimpse into the past before these crazy times that we're in now, and let's take your mind off of some of this craziness. You know what I'm saying? So with that, I hope that you're comfy. I hope you have a nice beverage. I hope that you have, you know, whether you're a cool beverage person or a hot beverage person, I hope you have that ready and and with you. Um, and that's, you know, just be as comfortable as possible. I've been sleeping a lot, 
which has been really awesome. Because in general, I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> I typically get three to five hours a night, and now I'm sleeping all the time. If I feel like taking a nap, I take a nap. I'm sleeping in. I'm do. I've I've gone to my normal circadian rhythm of basically being nocturnal. It's it's pretty cool. So. You know, plenty to chat about, um, but uh, I just want you to feel encouraged that if you're, you know, if you're feeling like you're sleeping a lot or whatever it is, just make yourself comfortable. This is the time, nobody has, there's no normal. There's no normal or good, you know, the right thing to do. So just do what feels right within reason. You know, do what feels right and make yourself comfortable, especially right now as you get into the show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the freaking show. Welcome to the Ryan is Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knutson, and I am, you guessed it, super strong. <laughs> Today's strength level is the Red Tail Hawk. Now, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Bird and the War uh, on this podcast, and the strength level that day was Hawk, uh, was actually a Hawk, but this is more specific for several reasons. I have a guest who has a very similar name to that. <laughs> <laughs> who is coming out with a, or who just released uh, a new album called Red Tail Rising. He is a multi-instrumentalist. He is a theater owner. Uh, he's lived around the world. This is a wonderful man, a new friend of mine. We are we are minutes into our blossoming friendship. <laughs> this is the wonderful Hawk Heimdalsman. Howdy, howdy. How's it going, man? Going real good. How about yourself? It's going great. I'm glad to meet you. Likewise. Uh, I have di- all kinds of different levels of friend, uh, you know, on on this show. You know, and sometimes it's people I've known forever. Sometimes it's been family. Sometimes it's been people that I, you know, just know tangentially or have had a, one rehearsal with or something. And sometimes, like today, uh, you walked up to my front stoop and that's where we met. And that's where our friendship began. Yeah. It's always a good start. Made you a nice little Earl Grey tea. Mm-hmm. You're a teaman. Uh, I do enjoy a good cup of tea. That's nice. <laughs> I, I grew up in England. Actually, I was gonna say you grew so. up in you grew up in London that you yeah. mentioned. And so, um, is that where you started that love of tea? Actually, well, uh, yes, and no. While I was living there, we actually took a vacation to Turkey, and oh. in Turkey I developed a love of tea. And then we came back to England, and I started drinking tea on a regular basis. And yeah, you know, um, I, I've always felt that if if tea is is good for the Queen of England, it's good for a freeborn American. And uh, of course, you know, yeah. Raw, yeah. raw, raw. <laughs> do you, do you drink coffee? You said you're not big. You're not big into caffeine. I try to avoid caffeine where possible. Okay. Um, gotcha. Every now and then I'll have a cup of decaf coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to keep Starbucks from going going out of business. That <laughs> you would got it. Um, we have, we all have to do our know, part. Those, those businesses, you, you never quite know when that that one cup of tea won't uh, will just break the bank. I love that. Yeah. So my fiance lived in London for a long time, and she that's you know she was always a tea person. I think growing up too. But that, but that's you know she's she's a diehard tea lady. You know mm-hmm. she's always drinking tea. So so we have pl- plenty of tea selection in our home Indeed. at all and, times. And excellent an excellent choice too. Yeah. It's a good deal. You know, it's funny in in England they can tell you're an American by the way you order your tea. Yeah. If you order it black, mm-hmm. they know you're an American. Oh. Because English people always add some kind of sugar cream, and cream, sugar and, so, and cream. milk, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The reason they do that is because it actually cools it down. You can drink it faster. Yeah. Whereas us Americans, we we like to to burn our lips and feel yeah. the pain. I like and, the bitter, <laughs> yeah, bitter black taste. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's all. That's how it goes. I get that. Well, so before we get into any more, you know, because. Uh, 
we, we're here to get to know you, Hawk. You know, and uh-huh. you know the, the like I said, the strength level of the show is the red tail hawk. Now it's very specific. That's a very specific bird. But you have an album called Red Tail Rising coming out. That is correct. And that's it, kind of a play on your name being Hawk. Uh, a bit of it. H a u k. H a u k, which is Old Norse actually for Hawk. H a w k. Oh really? Yeah. Ooh, so it means that. So uh, that, that's very interesting to me. I, I've like. I had a friend, one of my best friends in the world. His name is Jake. He uh, has always seen hawks as like a symbol of good and like protection and stuff. And he taught me that when I was very young. And and uh, and so whenever I see hawks now, I've I've, I've like appropriated that into my own life. Where I just I, I, when I see a hawk, it makes me feel safer. And especially I'm a Kansas boy, mm-hmm. and I used to see hawks a lot growing up. But now. I like never see them, but so, so, but when I do, it'll be, I'll be like on the 101 or something, and I'll see a hawk fly into a tree. I'm like, what is that even doing here? <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I guess there's probably rats and mice to get, but still, but it's just, but I'm always surprised to see them like near where I'm at, and that makes mm-hmm. me feel really good. So when I saw your name and I saw Red Tail Rising album, I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. This is good. It's a good omen, in my opinion. Thank you. I, I'm kind of in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> do you like hawks in general? I mean, do you oh, have, has absolutely. that been a symbol absolutely. of your family? Is it, it... It's, it's definitely been like a personal, like a totemic spirit animal. Yeah. Totemic. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, like I, I, there's times in my life where I feel like I'm flying, mm-hmm. you know, there's times in my life where I feel like my wings have been broken mm-hmm. and there's times where, you know, you just want to soar away from it all. Mm-hmm. But that that feeling of flight that that the the symbolism there is is of course powerful. Of course, yeah. But also the you know the way you approach things, you know, um, you know, th- there's uh, <laughs> my words are not wording right well right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely I, I love hawks. I mean, I'm driving on the 101, you see them perched on the on the the, the street lights. Yeah, yeah. Know, they're always watching. You know, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. I like that. Well, so your album Red Tail Rising is going to be coming out, or it already came out. Sorry, I keep on saying going to be coming yep. out because when we talked about it, but it's mm-hmm. out already. Even as we speak, it's out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, before we start even talking, getting to know you better, I think one of the best ways to get to know musicians is to hear them do their thing. You know, right on. So let's hear some of this album. You said you wanted to share the the title track, mm-hmm. Red Tail Rising. Red Tail Rising. You yeah. want to talk about this track a little bit before we start? Sure. I mean, this is. It's kind of a, a statement about where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, you know, I view myself, you know, spiritually as as a hawk, as a, a being of flight, somebody always soaring and rising and, you know, swooping and going in for the kill when I need to and soaring away and, uh, you know, falcon feathers on my back, no surrender, just attack. It's just the kind of like where I am right now, I'm ready to uh, go out there and take on the world. I like that. All right, well, then here we go. Here's Red Tail Rising. Who speaks for the dead? Live and move on, lives to be laid. I can't find fault in that. Who grieves for the fallen? Place your bets where all in, and the wheel spins to black. Sing the song that must be sung Sing the songs that conquer fear The end has not begun Don't feed the fears 
inside Feed your courage, feed your pride With deeds of worthiness Don't weaken in the face of fear Hold fast to all that you hold dear We're gonna make it through all this Don't live a lifetime of regret Don't waste your time or waste your breath Take your fear and it forget I'm in all stuff last night and getting very excited to meet you and have you on the show uh you recorded everything basically on this uh yourself 
not only the instruments, but you did the editing and, the, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Did the mixing, mastering. The, the only things I didn't do were mm-hmm. the violin, the female backing vocals, and the drums. Yeah, that's right. Um, the drums had a great drummer, Chuck Peterson, out of Connecticut. Um, he's currently with uh, the Adventures of Thaddeus Black. Okay, they're cool. A new man. kind yeah. of rock funk band. They're they're really good. Yeah, um, definitely worth checking out. And I mean, he's just a fantastic session player. Met him at the Nam show a couple years back. Awesome. Um, yeah. The fiddle, like, I had two different violin players, two different fiddle players. Um, Karen Dell from the Bricktop Blaggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked with her in other bands before. We were we were in a band called uh, Black Hat Society together. Great, great violin player, amazing person, total sweetheart. Absolutely, I love her and adore. Um, Definitely check out Bricktop Blaggers if you get a chance. They're Mm kind of Irish punk. And then the other other fiddle player was Aubrey Richmond from... Uh, she tours with Shooter Jennings. She plays Mm. with Mustangs of the West. She just did the last uh, Duff McKagan album, which, I mean, like... That's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love hearing about all these guys' resumes. It's just like the more people mix up and mesh together, it's just cool. You hear all these people mm-hmm. getting hired from different. And actually, we met through Lila Crosswhite, who was in the Namuri episode with Symphonic Planet, who was one of the original members of Quartet 405. So all my listeners are putting all this stuff together, too, uh, just because there's cool relationships. But I love, I think string players get to work with the most amount of people. I really, there's like, you know, they're just there's all over the There's always call place. for good string players, especially if you can play multiple styles. Yeah. You know, if you can do classical, if you can do fiddle, if you can do, you know, rock or whatever. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. Break out the cool pedals and do some weird effects stuff. It's, you know. I like good that. Good times. I like that. So, um, uh, I, I have a lot of questions for you, you know, and I think that we're going to, you know, we're going to feature you today. You know, we're going to get into who you are. So, first question I have for you, do you like air hugs or bear hugs? You know, are you touchy-feely type of person? I am with some people. Uh-huh. I'm I'm definitely a hugger. They need I, to earn that right. Yeah, there's for the most part I'm okay with hugging people, but there every now and then it's like just no, let's <laughs> let's keep it different. So like like you, you're cool. I'm, I like that. I'm, I'm totally totally down to down to, to Okay, to good. I'm glad hug. we clarified that yeah. so I know how to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, or if we take a break later, we just feel like hugging. That's also yeah. that's also always an option. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely I'm in touch with my feelings and emotions. I'm I'm totally cool with with touching. I love a good firm handshake. I love it. Yeah. You know the the bro hug where you you handshake and then pound each other's backs. I like trying, that. Yeah. To bake, what bake is that that old joke of like I'm hugging you but I'm hurting you too? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm establishing dominance by how many ribs I can break. Exactly. <laughs> Good strong pounding on the back. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like. Have you always been that way? Have you always been uh, friendly and uh, with your like in touch with your emotions, ready to hug somebody, or is that, is that something you've built on? Um, bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I've always been a little more on the emotional side of things. Okay. Um, I. Well, when I'm working, I try to be stoic and professional and just get the job done. But if gotcha. I'm just hanging out with my friends, you know, or you know, at a show or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. We talked a little bit about tea. What's the most important beverage in your life? I mean, well, water keeps us from dying. Okay, yeah, life-giving so, water. Um, yeah, I I drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of tea. Yeah, uh, most, mostly decaf. Okay. Um. Do you imbibe in the in the spirits in the spirit world? <laughs> nope. Uh, I st- I stopped drinking about ten years ago. Okay. What was the what was the thing that made you do that? Uh, you know, I was I was starting to drink heavily and didn't like where I was going. Got it. And you know, you kind of wake up one day and you realize you know, it, it's one thing if you're you know coming home from work and having a you know a Nightcap one, or something. one glass of expensive scotch because you want to savor it and make it last it's right. like i kind of looked in my cupboard and i'm like why do i have multiple bottles of fighting cock whiskey <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's at least yeah i mean that's like 
below Jack Daniels. Right, right? you're that's, just going through it. That's just the like, like no, I got to start making better choices. Got it. So yeah, so it was health based, and did you feel like it was starting to take control a little bit? A little bit. You know, yeah. it, was, it was one of those things where like it was time. Yeah. You know, it was. I, I, I don't consider myself an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but just ten years ago, it was time to stop drinking. You're just like, ah, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Was I, it hard to stop, or was it? No. That's you're just like I'm done with this part. Yeah. Like, you uh, know, you, you got to like who you see in the mirror every day. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it helps to not wake up with a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to like that guy <laughs> when it's all hungover. It's like, Dude, why does my head hurt? What did you do to me last night? <laughs> okay. If you had to, to live, you're going to die if you don't do this. Um, you have to walk up to a stranger, punch him in the face. And then they're walking with a lady. You steal her purse. And then as you're running, there's a little dog, like a medium-sized dog, and you have to kick it in the belly. And then you run away. They never catch you. You don't get in any trouble, and you live. But you've done this, these three horrible things. Punched a man, stolen his, uh, his we'll just say, companion's purse, mm-hmm. and then kicked a medium-sized dog in the belly as you ran away. Hard. It, it kicked it hard. <laughs> you live, you know. You live forever, or not forever, but you know, until you're old, ripe, ripe old age. But you've done these horrible things. <laughs> Would you do it? You're assuming I haven't already. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They're I, like, this no. is not the first time I've had this. <laughs> um, you know, these these moral moral dilemma questions are always interesting because mm-hmm. you, you got to weigh the options. I mean, like, do I like really? What are the? I mean. Anything like that, if you're set up to the point where somebody's like, if you don't do this, you will die. Yeah. You're giving them power over you. Okay. And it's not going to stop with that one thing. Right. You know, once you pay the Dane Geld, you never get rid of the Dane. Ooh. You know, so something like that, you know, you got to weigh the options. You got to really look, if someone's like got a gun to your head, you Mm -hmm. know, is it worth giving them that power? Is it worth sacrificing your own moral values? Like for me, I mean... Would I steal someone's purse to feed a hungry child? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Uh-huh. If there was no, like, absolutely no other option. Yeah, yeah. Would I kick a dog that wasn't, like, trying to bite me mm-hmm. and actively trying to hurt me? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Would I just go up and punch a random guy? I mean, okay, so if I can pick the guy <laughs> and he's got, like, a big old swastika on. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it can, can become circumstantial. I'm generally opposed to uh, premeditated violence. Right. You know, uh-huh. if somebody attacks me or mine, then, hey, you know, I'm happy to throw down. Yeah. Prefer not to. You know, gotcha. you got a problem with me? Hey, let's go get some french fries and, and chat. Talk it out. Figure you know? it out. Yeah. Half price burgers at Stout for happy hour. Let's let's go. Ooh, let's get a good. burger and, and chat. Let's you know. Let's yeah. work work out our problems rather than resort to our, our baser instincts. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You seem like a very thoughtful person. Uh, you 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 take time to think about these type of things rather than just act, right? Um, so yeah. I mean, if it, when given a situation like that, if you, if you like for me, I'm like, I am like, show me the guy that I have to punch. First of all, and I'm like, you know, there's, I would definitely ask questions like, can I give the purse back? Can, you know, is the dog going to die? Mm-hmm. Do I have to see them again? All these different things. Like I, those are, I definitely think about that, but it's like, if I had to live, I, I would just spend my life trying to make up for those type of things. I think, you know, just try to, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yep, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just try to outweigh the bad at the good. The good. <laughs> yeah. You know that there's definitely, 
that's definitely an option. I mean, it, it, everything is circumstantial. It's tricky. You know, I've definitely like I, I spend a lot of time thinking about personal philosophy and morals and ethics and and apply like political philosophy. Oh, okay. Where do I stand? Why do I believe what I do? You know, pretty much any political issue you can give me, I can break it down, explain the different sides, uh-huh. and talk about why why it's important, why I feel the way I do. Yeah. You know, I've I've got friends that are like militant leftists. Mm-hmm. I've got friends that are militant right wing. Yeah. You know, they love President Trump. I have friends who are somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I can look at every side of the equation and understand why they think that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I can tell you why I disagree or agree with parts of it or mm-hmm. or all of it or none of it. Yeah. You know, that's you can't just draw a line randomly in the sand and like jump to either side. Yeah. You know, like this is right. That is wrong. Not always. I like that. There's yeah. always. Well, and it's especially rare today. I think people are militant in either direction, especially mm-hmm. with po- politics are very divisive and polarizing now well we, we've we've turned it into a sports game yeah and true. you are rooting for you win or you lose yeah well no you root for the blue team whether they're right or wrong you root for the red team whether they're right or wrong mm-hmm. and it's not about better government it's about making sure your team wins mm. and that's what's killing us oh i agree i yeah, i agree wholeheartedly with that yep i like that and I, I was just laughing the other day about how you know when uh, the kansas city chiefs won the super bowl you know mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm from kansas which is not which is not, you know, that's the whole thing that got made fun of was that Trump said Kansas City cancer or whatever, and, and, and congratulated Kansas and all that, and people just made fun of him so hard for that, you know. But being from Kansas and talking to people all the time, it, it, they always go, "Oh, Kansas City, Kansas City." Everybody, everybody I ever talked to says Kansas City, and it's like, you know, okay. But I, and I'm never the guy that goes, "Well, you know, actually, Kansas City is actually really more Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas is really in the suburbs." And like you can, yeah, you can do that if you want. But I, I, that's not how I live my life. <laughs> explaining those type of things, I just go, "Yeah, thanks, man," or whatever. Yeah, you're close, or whatever, you know, <laughs> something like that, and just confirm. But I don't care. It's like who cares? But for me, for what was funny to the to me about that was that when Trump got that wrong, <laughs> everybody shit on him for being wrong about Kansas City not being in all this stuff. But I was like, that's like the most American thing. <laughs> he's ever done was get that wrong like everybody else always does to me like when they talk about kansas they always everybody says kansas city i'm like no that's not you know (laughs) but i just thought it was i was like why are we shitting on him for just that that's like that made me see it made him seem more human to me than anything else it's an easy like it's sort of thing you don't think twice about it is okay yeah kansas it's in gotta be in kansas right exactly it says kansas right in there yeah um i have been to both kansas city and kansas yeah um Barbecue uh-huh. in Kansas City. Oh yeah. Mm, oh yeah. Bad, Unforgettable. Yeah. yeah. Kansas was was interesting. I drove straight through it from Colorado to get to a gig, just just across the border from Kansas City. Okay. So it was in the border of Kansas, but yeah, like, like kind of in that uh, that metropolitan area. Where? Like, oh, and but even like in Lawrence or in like or were you in uh, you were I in Kansas City proper? Think, like I think it was Lawrence. Okay. I'd have to go back and double check the check map. It, it was it was like a, a a giant camp out. So it was in like this this. Enclosed. Oh, a big camp. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, very cool. Yeah, yeah that's such a great region. There's yeah. so many cool stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff going mm-hmm. on there. I love my home state. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a. But yeah, I was thinking about that too. It, we we we're jumping down people, jumping on people for little things. And yeah, it's hard. But, um, have you ever been slapped talking about all these things? We're talking. Have you ever been slapped before? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I like that answer because it's like sounds like a yes. If you can't, if. You, uh, yeah, like I've, I, I always try to be polite to people. Okay, you know I'm I'm terrible at picking up chicks in bars. Cause oh, okay. A, I don't drink, and B, like 
for, for me, like I can't just walk up to someone and like, excuse me, I find you extremely attractive. Right. Perhaps we could chat and see if we have anything in common. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like doing that because I've immediately already reduced a woman down to her looks. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, so I, that makes you feel negative just going into it yeah. basically. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm basically, I'm telling her like, hello, all I've seen so far is that you're pretty, mm-hmm. which tells her that what I'm, what I'm interested in is her looks. Whereas really like, I mean, yes, you know, I'm a guy. We're animals. Yeah. We're I, animals. I'm, I'm attracted We're to, filthy to animals. you know, certain, certain types of women. Yeah. Um, actually many different types of women. I, I, I like, I like women a lot. Yeah. Pretty is uh, good. That's what I would say. It, it's, it's nice. <laughs> you know, um, doesn't really matter what if you're like, you have a type. It's like, yeah, uh, good looking. It's fun. And, yet, and there's lots of different types of that. <laughs> you know, I've dated gals that were very, very skinny. I've dated gals that were very, very not. Uh-huh. And there's wonderful things to both of them. I've dated gals that were in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I do tend to like a little more, um, a little more voluptuous, a little more curvy. Sure. Well, and when you're talking about, when you're talking about going up to someone and telling them you're very attractive or very beautiful, and I'd like to talk to you, you're giving them the opportunity, as long as you're a good, you know, conscientious person, you're giving them the opportunity to size you up in the same way at that moment, <laughs> I think, you know, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, like as long, as long as you're not you know you, you got to be ready for a rejection you know you mm-hmm. have to be ready for like a well i don't feel the same way <laughs> you know like, all right yeah. well thank you that's nice you know but yeah. like i think there's a weird obliga- I, girls get this all the time where it's like let me buy you a drink and then that just is like a contract for some reason it's like that's not a contract you bought me a drink that's the that can be the end of the <laughs> like, yeah. girls are not obligated to do anything else after that you know they, like, but they, well it's generally polite to say thank you for the drink yeah of, co- of course away. yeah you know i mean at, at the very least but you don't owe people yeah. your time no. you know the, it like but like I, I have so many girlfriends and the friends that are girls that that talk about this all it happens non-stop where it's like hey let me buy your drink you know and then it's just it's like I, a lot of girls don't even want that anymore because there's like this whole list of things that guys expect that come next after that mm-hmm. it's just then it's just not it's not very fair <laughs> well you know i i've been doing a lot of work with a men's group down in orange county okay and you know i do think as in the modern culture you know as as men we're suffering from some of the expectations of what it is to be a man sure yeah. you know the certain that the patriarchal expectations the, especially what we've been taught yeah, you know, yeah toxic masculinity mm-hmm. but also you know we're we're making pains to grow and change and and you know be respectful of women yeah you know for me it's like i've i've uh, been doing a lot of online dating lately okay and had a lot of great first dates and a lot of them ended with you know a, a hug or a handshake and a, hey you're great let's be friends mm-hmm. and hey that's cool i made a new friend yeah you yeah. know uh, and yet i hear stories of some guys that like Oh, you want to be friends? I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why? Like, yeah. how would you, you know, you're going into this sort of thing thinking, hey, you know, her profile shows her pictures and she's, you know, reasonably attractive or attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Her her words say that there's interesting stuff in common or, you know, she she doesn't have any of the deal breakers. I'm yeah. allergic to cats, so dating somebody who has like seven cats, so that's a deal breaker. Yeah. It's a bad idea. I'm the same way. I, yeah. yeah, I can't deal with cats. I, I, I like cats' temperaments and personalities, mm-hmm. but I can't. I, I'm very allergic to them. Yeah, I love dogs, but mm-hmm. like cats, no, just, just it's just not a good idea. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know? I like that. How, do you feel? How, how do you feel about online dating? So you're, you're dabbling in that right now. Are you doing been, that? Been dabbling in it. What, um, when I before, so I'm I'm engaged now, but but I did do some online dating, and I had this tr- 
problem getting not to put this in your mind if it's not already there <laughs> but i had this problem like meeting like very nice women that i enjoyed you know hanging out with and stuff but i just can never get past in my mind uh, like there i never hung out with anybody that i that i ever thought i would have organically ran into in, in regular life you know and it, it bothered me in, in the back of my mind i was like I, she's really nice this is nice you know brunch or nice coffee or whatever but I just, I, in my mind, I just couldn't get past that. Like, I'm like, there's no reason for me to have met you at all. Like, nothing would have yeah. ever organically brought us together. We don't live close. We don't have the same hobbies. We don't have, you know, or whatever. Like, whatever it was, that person. But mm-hmm. but except for online dates. So that bothered me, and I could never get past it. And then I was fortunate to find somebody that was in my, in my you know, or like mm-hmm. that I ran into organically and fell in love and all that. But it's just, but it's just weird. I couldn't get over that. Do you have a similar, do you have a similar thought on that? You know, for, well, I look at, you know, there, there's basically three ways you're going to meet a woman these okay. days. Okay. You know, somebody you already know. Right. You know, if you have a friend who's single, you might, it, you like, hey, you're awesome. You want to go grab coffee and see if we can make this work? Yeah. Yeah. You can have friends introduce you, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, I know. Kind of a blind date type yeah. situation. Or even, yeah, or even just like, a, just meeting people. Through yeah, maybe your, your fiance has a sister and, you know, you think we'll hit it off. And like, hey, how much you guys go get? Um, or, you know, the blind option. Yep. You know where you don't know them and you're kind of just rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. But when you think about like the women, you know, you know, I know tons of women that I work with, but if I make a move and she shoots me down or we date for three sure. weeks and then it ends badly, I've just poisoned my work relationship. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's very, it's, that, that is difficult. Yeah. You know, and you know, sometimes friends of friends, it's just a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work or, you know, they were too different or, you know. So do you have kind of a hard line in the sand with that issue? Do you not date, do you, like, uh, I don't like that saying of like. <laughs> don't don't, yeah. don't uh, but, de- defecate where you eat. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, like, a little ridiculous sounding in this circumstance. But like, but yeah, yeah. do you have, do you have a hard line there? Not a hard line, but mm-hmm. it's also the sort of thing like where I really think twice. Yeah. And in most cases I don't. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, eh, I'll find some better. Yeah. It's just like, like. <laughs> I think you're awesome, but just the problems that the potential problems and the potential reward, risk reward, you know, it's, it's, it's tough sometimes. Yeah. I like that. And I feel, I feel similarly and I understand that. What would you want your tombstone to say? I don't want a tombstone. Mm. Uh, ideally I will be buried in the Sierra Nevadas. My grandpa built a cabin up there. I just want, you know, my family to dig a hole, put me, my teddy bear and one of my guitars in there, cover nice. me with dirt. That's where my spirit's going to live for the rest of the time. Your teddy bear from childhood, you still yes. have that? That's awesome. Yes. I, I still have mine as well. Kindred spirits mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, I, um, I appreciate that about you. Well, thank I you. Think that, I think that's it's, it's something for... I mean, I don't... It's, it's, it's in storage, you know, or not storage, since in our clo- it's in my closet in a nice safe spot, but mm-hmm. so that I can one day give it to a, you know, a youngling of my own. But uh, but that, but that, but I, I like that. I think that's very cool that you still have that. Not everybody does. Mm-hmm. Keeps their little babies. And then do you have a guitar that you'd know that you'd want to be buried with? Well, I'm about to get my first custom signature guitar from Ooh. Cryotone Guitars out in Texas. Nice. It's a uh, Swamp Ash Telecaster, triple pickups. Awesome. Oh, and so you want that nice. to go down with you? Probably. Yeah. That or my Gretsch or my Taylor. How many do you have? A lot. Yeah, we have a lot. So, so what happens? I, I like to talk about this with musicians. I don't think we've done this on the show very much, but when if you pass away... Where do your instruments go? You know, 
if I let's say I, I get diagnosed, with not to make this like macabre or anything oh, yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> but I'm always curious what people do because I'm I'm always thinking about that same thing. Like, what if I am in a horrible car wreck or something like that, and then my my fiance or wife, you know, hopefully hopefully long wife at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, but uh, what what does she do with all my stuff? You know, and I've thought about that a lot. You know, um, well, there's I mean, let's say I get a you know stage four brain tumor and like you have two months to live. Mm-hmm. There's a number of people instruments like I've like. You know, track people like, like to personally give you know, to people hey, and be like, "This is this is my lap steel. I want you to have this and remember. This is my mandolin. This is my banjo." Yeah, you know, there's a couple of musicians who like I'm I'm friends with um, that have been big influences to me. Yeah, yeah. And I want to send them like, "Hey, I want you to have my my acoustic guitar." Yeah, you know, I like that. Well, it's just it's, it's I said stuff, but I don't really care about my stuff necessarily. But it's my my musical, my drums, mm-hmm. my instruments that I use and stuff. Like I do want those to go to specific places mm-hmm. or be donated to specific schools and things like that. Where, you know, I because there's something about your spirit that gets put into these things when you're Absolutely. playing them and using them all. You know, it's just, absolutely. And it's so it's like there, and there's specific things I want specific people to have because of this that, because of that. You know, or you know, the, or that I'd like to be gifting to a, a group or a school or a you know so that I work with or something like that. You know, because it's just like. You, it carries a piece of you, and I think that's really important. Now, Absolutely. I don't feel the same way about like my TV or something. You know, <laughs> I don't care. It's right. like do whatever. I don't care what you do with that a lot of stuff. But and honestly, like a lot of my recording gear, like one of my microphones, I want to I want to give to my sure. cousin, cousin Chris. She's a she's an actor. She does voiceovers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, here are my really nice AKG four fourteen. Yeah. You know, a lot of the other stuff. You know, I'd probably call my buddy Johnny. I'm like, listen, sell everything, send the money to my god kids so they can you know help pay for college or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like that. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, not to make it all about death all of a sudden, but I just I think about that stuff so, because it's just it's interesting. I, I think I'm I'm realizing how thoughtful you are, and I figured you probably have thought about that type of thing. I have. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I like that. One of these days, I'll I'll get around to putting together an actual will. But yeah, same, yeah. same. Do you have a favorite constellation? You know, I am kind of partial to the one commonly known as Orion. Yeah. Although in Northern traditions, uh, Orion's belt is actually Frigga's distaff. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's it's the uh, the the this this the drop spindle that weaves a thread of fate. Ooh. So it's kind of like you look up there and you're seeing what's going to become your future. That's amazing. Yeah. I've never heard that before, but I really like that. I've heard that term. Would you say these are? Would you say it's yeah. not Orion's belt? It's, it's a Frigga's distaff. Frigga is one of the Norse. Dis- that's gods. something I've heard before, but I yeah. didn't know what that meant. Because that's always been what I've always thought about too. Mm-hmm. Orion's belt, and then uh, Men in Black made me like it even more. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. The galaxies on Orion's belt. <laughs> I just always liked that too. Mm-hmm. And interesting. So we have that in common. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Do you know about constellations? <laughs> uh, not too much. Um, I mean, there's. They're obviously different everywhere you go. You're into Norse mythology and things I like am, that. Yes. I'm getting I'm getting that from our from our conversation. What's your back what's your family's background? Uh mostly Celtic. Oh, okay. Scottish, cool. uh, Welsh, Irish, some some English and German, a little bit of Swedish here and there and very interesting. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I like that. Um, according to <laughs> well, my dad was doing some research and he he sent off uh, I think it was Ancestry.com. You, know, sure. you you put in like three or four generations as far back as you can go and they'll start like extrapolating from everything. Yeah. So it actually came back going all the way to Robert the Bruce. Okay. I don't know that at all, but then first, but whenever somebody has a name like the something, it's going to be, old. he was the first king of free Scotland. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you saw the movie Braveheart. Yeah. 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 
that was like William Wallace was one of the the major characters who led Robert the Bruce to unite the tribes. Oh, and, and hell yeah. Okay, gotcha. Now I'm with, yeah. I'm with you now. Okay. They just did, uh, Chris Pine was in a movie, The Outlaw King on Netflix. Oh, I didn't see it. No, I saw, I, I've seen that. I've seen it floating around. It got recommended for me because Laurie and I love uh, Celtic traditions and researching, mm-hmm. you know, Irish and Scottish, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And we listen to the Irish history podcast. We do all, you know, all nice. these different things like, um, uh, got engaged in Ireland, all that stuff. So, nice. uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, so we're into all this stuff. So we have, I have tangential knowledge and some very specific knowledge, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's so much, it's just insane. It's just, but it's, it's uh, I like all that stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Well, I, you know, there's plenty more to do in the show, but I think the next thing we need to do is play some more music for the people. That works for me. If you're down for that. Uh, you said the next thing you wanted to share was something called three chords. Yeah, there's an old saying in country music. Um, I first heard it from Willie Nelson. I believe he was quoting somebody else. was, all you need are three chords and the truth. Okay. And that's what makes a good country song. It makes a great song. I mean, whether it's blues or rock or, you know, punk yeah, or whatever. Totally. Three chords and the truth. And so I was trying to write a different kind of love song. Okay. I wrote the song for, for my friend Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I've known her for 20 years. She's an amazing woman. I love her dearly. And she's engaged to, like, Mr. Perfect for her. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I'm like, I love you, and I want you to be happy, and, and you're awesome. And, you know, sometimes I, I never liked, you know, growing up, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and all the love songs were like, I want you to be mine. Right. Baby, be mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win you. I'm going to own you. I'm going to possess you. I will, yeah. like, watch you sleep and, you know, <laughs> like, okay. I will watch you sleep. <laughs> yeah. I you like know, that. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, like, we have a we have a tendency to be possessive in our language towards women. Every breath you take. Yeah. I'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Peter Steele from Typo Negative did a great cover of Sarah McLaughlin's song "Possession." Oh. Do, do you know the story of that song? I don't. I don't. So, I remember. The, I remember it, but I don't remember the song well, or the, the story. If you listen to the song, like kind of tangentially, you know, just in the background, it's like oh, it sounds kind of like a love song. Yeah. She actually used letters her stalker had sent her to form the lyrics. Ooh. So it's this dark, like there's a real, like almost violence. <laughs> Creepy. You know, un- under, under undertone that yeah. you didn't even capture. Yeah, that's crazy. she. She yeah. was actually sued by the stalker. Really? For, yeah, he wanted part of the, the the money that she made off that song. Did he win? No. the fe- The female judge laughed him out of court. Like they made their opening <laughs> argument. She's like, you know what? Please, I could really. I mean, that's one of those cases that you could really see going either way, though. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, letter of the law. I mean, he wrote the words, so there's some get get yeah. some rights on the publishing side or something. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's like, uh, I could see that going either way, depending on the judge. But luckily. Luckily, it got a smart one that was just like, no, no, no. Yeah, no, dude, you should you should have been writing those letters. Should have been writing place. that shit. Yeah, um, she she created art out of something very dark and horrible. Yeah. So, but I was trying to go a different direction. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to own anyone. I don't want right. someone to be mine or you know, like if I'm going to build somebody something with someone, I want it to be us. I want it to be ours. Yeah. I want it to be you know together, not just. I'm a guy and I own a girlfriend, you know, and she's awesome and she's mine. Like, no, no, screw yeah. that. Yeah. Like, well, let's go on a journey together. Let's go, you know, punch Nazis and climb, climb mountains and, and, you know, eat insane amounts of steak and, you know, have a good time. Yeah. You know, that sounds awesome. All right. So this is three chords then. This is three chords. Here we go. 
track uh that was actually i think that was my favorite one last night when i was listening to these a couple times last night as i was working in here and uh, i really i don't know why i, I don't really know why I, i'm bad with um lyrics and tunes like making that like i'm I, I it's all about it's way more for me like the feeling of the music and the, and the and like the forms and everything what's happening and the tune that makes me attached to a song and the words all the time and so that's why i like having artists come in and talk about the meaning behind that for them and kind of the inspiration stuff because that makes me have a different relationship with it but uh but i, I last night when i was listening to that it was that was the one i was definitely attaching to thank you the most musically uh, uh but yeah man thank you for sharing that um so it's time for some segments and games Are you ready for that okay let's do it all right so uh this first game that we're gonna play is a little something called the compliment corner the beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called The Compliment Corner. Hey there, Hawk. Hello. <laughs> I understand we're in the compliment corner. We sure are, and welcome here to the compliment corner. Thank you. It's very kind of you to invite me to the compliment corner. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So you're getting it right away. It's just be very complimentary time. For us here in this corner, <laughs> what happens in the compliment corner is it gives me and my guests an opportunity to forget how dark and gloomy the world can sometimes get, you know, and it just gives us an opportunity for uh, basically I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm going to give you a compliment that I mean. You'll look me in the eye, give me a compliment that you mean, and we're both going to walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. How's that sound? Right on. Okay. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty easy, Gabe. Yeah. Okay. So here's my comment for you. Um, the, it's, it's always, it's always, uh, Awkward's not the right word, but it's just it's like people can be a little bit nervous when you're just walking up to some stranger's house to sit on the on microphones with them, and you don't know you just know them through friends and stuff like that. Um, but and we just had conversations through text message and all that stuff. And um, but I I want to I, I'd like my comment for you I think is that you have a very soft demeanor um, that's very calming and soothing and uh, and 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 which I think is very rare. Um, I think I tend to have kind of like a frenetic energy. that's always like kind of running around and crazy. Uh, but like, but, uh, your, some, your nature, like you make great eye contact and you and you just are, you're, you're soft spoken and, and very calming. And I just think that that's very, like a, a very warm quality that makes me just enjoy being around you. You know, uh, I also think that you're very thoughtful just from the, t you know, the conversations that we've got into before we started and also just learning more about you now, you seem like you really think things through 
which uh, I, I, you know, a lot of people shoot from the hip real quick, you know, and uh, and it seems like you take the time to parse things out a bit more and decide the right way to act towards somebody or the right way to say something or you know say words that you know the best way that you mean them and things like that. And just, just no, this is just my short um, getting to know you phase right now, but I but I, I really like those things about you right now. Well, thank you. Of I, course. I really appreciate that. And, you know, I will tell you that a lot of my being at ease is you've made me welcome in your home. I mean, you greeted me at the door. You're like, hey, can I get you a drink? You want a cup of tea? Let me let me, let me me boil some water for you. Yeah, of course. You know, which, which I greatly appreciated. You know, it definitely helps me be at ease because you're so welcoming and warm and open and, you know. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really grateful to my friend Lila for introducing us. And, yeah, and, me too. You know, this would be great. Well, we're having a nice blossoming of friendship now, which the listener Indeed. gets to be privy to. You know, Indeed. they're basically hearing all of our friendship so far. Yeah, I mean, they're missed. We had about twenty minutes of conversation mm-hmm. outside, you know, that no one else got to hear. But, the, but for but yeah, you know, just you, me, and the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There are phones constantly being yeah. listened to at all times. <laughs> oh, let me do. Okay, I don't think anybody heard that because that was through the computer. But uh, but there was a Google password request or something. Yeah. I don't know what that was for, but I'm probably getting hacked in some way. I was at NSA yeah. <laughs> trying to check my emails. <laughs> He's emailing about uh, studio rates again. Um, <laughs> you know, a while back, a friend suggested that you know, like there's a there's a list of, of trigger words that you know oh. automatically like gets it gets the NSA that's like, right watching yeah and like you should you know t- start telling people like I love you more than nine eleven you know. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love you, hon. I'm going to the market. I'm going to pick up some eggs, milk, and a jihad. I'll yeah. S- I'll see just you. Just when... get them to, yeah, just start <laughs> listening, yeah. There, there was, what was that Apple, I think, that apologized, and or, or Android, I can't remember which one did it, Samsung or something. They apologized because they admitted that the, the listening thing, they're like, yeah, we have, you know, we've heard a lot. We've heard a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're hearing, you know, people having sex. We're, having, we're hearing people have art, really, you know, serious arguments. We're hearing people make deals. We're, you know, it's like it's it's a we're in a weird time. It's a weird, a really weird thing. Yeah. With me, they're pretty much hearing podcasting, loud sounds, uh, me talking to myself, me singing singing strange songs to myself a lot. I do the same. Not hearing a lot of interesting things. I don't think, but that's about all. You sing to yourself. Mm-hmm. Is it a soothing thing, or do you just find yourself doing it? Um, bit of both. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like I got a song stuck in my head, and I'll be in the kitchen, you know, making dinner or whatever, and I'll just start randomly singing, you know, whatever song I got stuck in my head. I like it. Um, I just picked up an album by a Finnish band. Okay. I think they're Finnish, some kind of Eastern European. Um, and one of the on the album, like the CD showed up, but I got it on Amazon, so I got the download in advance. The download had a couple bonus tracks were on the album. Cool. One of which was a cover of "No Easy Way Out" from Rocky IV. Oh, okay, gotcha. which is one of those Rocky like Four. super cheesy yeah. like yeah. montage anthems. Yeah, I like it. There's no easy way out. <laughs> There's no shortcut home. <laughs> and it's just like it's been awesome. stuck in my head for like the past week. Yeah, you know, I like I'll, that. Be, I'll be in the you know in the kitchen making oatmeal. And, There's no easy way out. <laughs> There's no shortcut home. I like that. See, that's uh, for me. Like I said earlier, lyrics just don't stick with me. So most of my songs, mm-hmm. like if I was making oatmeal, it would be an oatmeal-based song. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be singing about that that experience. Lots of sound effects and weird. You know weird whistling and stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. uh but i wish i had more montage anthems in my back pocket that i could pull out to to you know kind of 
you know, uh, score my life would be nice. Well, you so I, I envy you in that way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, and that's been the compliment quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our next game is a little bit more, uh, it's not negative. It's not negative by any means, it's, but it is, you know, it, it's an airing of grievances game. All right. This game is called get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> All right, man. Welcome to get your dang butt out of my face. Uh, apparently, I'm going to be getting my dang butt out of your face. <laughs> well, it's not really about you and me. This one, this uh, like, it's not uh, about our relationship. This is about, you know, airing a grievance about something that has been irking your chain, pissing you off, making you mad about the world or your life in general. It can be very big picture. It can be very small and specific, like something that happened on your way here or whatever. It can, it can, as long, it can be silly. It, it can be serious as long as it's just true to you. So, and then what we'll do is we'll talk about it. And then it gives us an opportunity to figuratively tell that thing to get its dang butt out of our face. So I'll go first so you can kind of uh, get how to play. And you basically win the game by saying the name of the game, right? So mm-hmm. mine, mine, we were talking about this before. And I was, and I, I recorded uh, David Aguiar's episode right before you. And mm-hmm. both, both of you came in and we talked about this very similar issue of, of people not having like humanity <laughs> when they talk to you, you know, especially strangers you don't know well, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was using you as an example of not this person, you know, but like it happens with people that want either want to be on the podcast or it happens with people that want to borrow things or have you do work in the studio or all these things where they just tell you how you're going, how your relationship is going to work or what they're going to have you do for free or for, you know, mm-hmm. at no cost to them, <laughs> I'll cost you that type of thing. Um, the musicians, you know, musicians and artists all know the word exposure is a pejorative at this t- at this time, oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> oh yeah. And so my my thing is, is just is, it's a concept that's been coming up a lot today, but also just you know I think it's, a, it's something that people can relate to. But it's when people contact you and don't just be nice or ask you or or you know or, or give you all the facts when they start. I, I'm just I'm just wrapping this all up into just not having humanity, <laughs> like not not being a nice, thoughtful person, you know. Unlike my friend Hawk here. So that, what my problem here is uh, is people that aren't, you know, kind of like talking to you with humanity. Hey, get your dang butt out of my face. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, I I absolutely understand that. Like, when dealing with people, you gotta understand their side of things too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I my day job is running a theater. Got it. So, I mean, that's, that's a straight up business. We have our shows and I also do rentals for film shoots or music videos or classes on whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I got bills to pay. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, there's a rent on the building. There's, you know, the electricity, you know, running an air conditioner for that size building eats up a lot of power. We yeah. actually, we just had to refurbish the air conditioner last summer. I mean, there's, there's costs. And that's not, a, yeah, that's not free. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. like, I'll get requests like, Hey, we want to do like a six week run of a show. Um, I'm like, well, okay. You know, we charge X months, X amount per, uh, per night. And they're like, what you want us to pay to use your space? <laughs> well, yes. Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you think I just, own, I run a theater just to, to, you know, bring joy and light into the world. Yeah. I mean, I wish that would be awesome. It would be amazing if none you of us had to pay for anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we just all do that. Yeah, no, it's just like, come on, dude. No, yeah. get your butt out of my face. Ooh, yeah. I like that. You just backed it up. I yeah. like that. Is that yours? Do you just want to just back that up? Or do you have something else in mind that you want to well, something that's throw been, down something on? Something that's been bugging me lately mm-hmm. is taxes. Ooh, okay. I, 
Now everyone's gonna get with oh, you on this. Well, yes and no. I mean, there's okay. there's many reasons why I don't like taxes. Okay, here we go. Let's let's get into it. Um, I mean, from a direct personal standpoint, a like you know I get my paycheck, I work my ass off, and all of a sudden there's less money to spend. Right. I, I, that's money that's not paying for food. That's money that's not paying for you know good times, you know, yeah. all the hookers and cocaine that I'm doing right. every mm-hmm. night, you know, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you stop drinking, you got to fill that time with something oh, else. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, the hookers union just, they're, they're, they're taking over, man. Exactly, those taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, so like a year ago with the new tax laws, I got screwed. Okay. I mean, I wound up having to pay about two grand out of pocket to get caught up, mm-hmm. which just, just, that hurts. Yeah. And so I went back and redid all my tax forms and started having more withholding taken out. And uh-huh. All of a sudden, every month I've got less. Mm-hmm. And I got friends and family that I try and help out on a regular basis. Right. So Fifty bucks here, a hundred bucks there, just to right. you know, make sure they got food on the table. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, I can't do that as much mm-hmm. because I got to pay more money to the government, have it just taken out from the, from the front end, mm-hmm. and then the money turns around. They use it to, to blow up women and children in the Middle East, yeah, or yeah. to to kill black people on our streets. Yeah. You know, to, or not to, the best. Yeah. Like I don't like being like. Here's the thing: if you don't pay your taxes, they'll send you to jail. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of forced to do it. Yeah. But on the other hand, they take that money and they use it to kill people. That makes me accessory to murder. Well, and it's also not really yeah. your choice. You're, you're, you're you know you're not getting a yeah. say in how your money's being used either. Pretty much, and like I mean, well, I was like, well, what, what, so the cost you pay to live in a polite society, and like we are killing black people on the streets left and right. Mm-hmm. We are paying cops. Who there's like that gal in, in Texas? She she mistakenly went to the wrong apartment, walked in and shot the guy. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, we paid for that. Mm-hmm. You know, our tax dollars paid for that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Eric Garner in in New York. That's one that just really really gets my goat. Mm-hmm. Is here's a guy. He was poor. He was selling cigarettes. Yeah. On the street without a permit, and they killed him. Mm-hmm. He is dead because we paid police officers to enforce a permit law to the point where a guy is now dead. Yeah. You know, and apparently the guy who did it still thinks it's a joke. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, you know, I'm, of course I'm getting, getting a little dark here, but you know, no, that's fine. It, well, and it's, it's reality. It's just one of those things that it's, it's, it's all part of our life. And this, I, and like, you know, these are, these are all, all these things that you that just referenced are not even like happening right now. They're, these are all examples of things that have happened in the past. And, and they, uh, it's like you know. It's I'm not. I never try to keep this show like evergreen or anything mm-hmm. like that. But but at the same time, they're they're it's it's they're all part of our history and they need to be talked about and that you know and, and mm-hmm. it's it's true. I yeah I can completely agree with you on a lot of that. Where it's just I especially don't like how we pay so much more in federal than state. And it's like I think we'd be affected by the stuff that happens in the state and we get to have a say in a lot of that. We get to have local election. We get to have votes on small mm-hmm. things that actually matter for our individual communities. Like you know. Like in West Hollywood here where I live, like we vote on a lot of like weird little stuff about our community. Like where, you know, like where there's, where's this park going to be? Where, you know, should we keep this old building? Should we, do, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do we need more cops in this area? Do we need more? You know, we vote on that type of stuff. And so I'd like my tax dollars to go to the state the stuff like yeah. you know, that I live in and the community that I live in. But we pay so much more. I mean, exponentially more yeah. in federal. And then we get to just have the news cycle crap and crap and crap on us you know yeah. and it's just not it's not the best it's like investing in a company and then finding out it's all you know mm-hmm. um a big drug front or something you know you're like oh that sucks i was yeah trying I mean, to invest my money in something like, i mean I, I have this this conversation like you know universal health care 
Sure. You know, I grew up in, in England. So I've lived in a country that has universal that has health care. Yeah. You know, I, I disagree with a lot of people. Like, oh, well, health care is a right. No, health care is not a right. Mm-hmm. At no point do you ever have the right to the work of someone else's hands. Sure, sure. You cannot force doctors to treat you. What it is is a great investment. Mm-hmm. Now, like our tax dollars, if they went to pay for that, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, totally, that makes a that. lot of sense because then you know we just healthy people contribute more to our society. They build more. Yeah, you know whether it's creating art or building physical. Buildings and when you're or, in your prime and you're not as you're not needing the hospitals and stuff, yeah, you're putting into something as an investment for later when you're one of the people that can't work as much and do it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a cycle. You know, Life cycle. same with education. I don't think college is a right, mm-hmm. but we have public universities as an investment in our people. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to UCLA or, you know, Cal State Chico or, or Oregon State or whatever, those should be either free or nearly free. Right. I mean, like pay for your own textbooks, pay, pay for your supplies. If you need, you know, pen and paper and whatnot, that that's on you. Yeah. Um, if you want to go to Yale or Harvard. Mm-hmm. That's on you. That's yeah. a private school if you want to, you know, sure. take your yeah. money elsewhere. But as as a society, that's why we built um, the Cal State and UC systems. Yeah, back in I want to say it was the fifties, mm-hmm. maybe maybe early sixties. Uh, California kind of looked at its, its school system, and realized the cream of the crop of students were going out of state, everywhere else, yeah, exactly, and staying there. Mm-hmm. So we built like the Cal- losing all of our good people. Yeah, exactly. Cal States were a, like a teacher training college and a and a tech school to get good workers, and the UCs were like the top five percent for scholars and you know advanced sciences and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know it worked. We put a lot of money and took out some major bonds, paid them back, but we built these school systems, and all of a sudden, you know, look at us. We're we're the fifth largest economy in the world. Yeah. And that's what's that, and that's what's crazy about not getting to pay my taxes to the state too. It's just like it's like man, you know, because th- that whenever things have been threatened, I mean, that like the federal government th- uh, threatening to cut this off or that off. That's when our mayors and governors are going like, all right, well, we'll just stop paying federal taxes. You know, like, and it's like, oh crap, I can't yeah. really. Oh, yeah. It's like a it carries some weight when they say stuff like that. You know, it's a it's a mm-hmm. big place, but yeah, it's a very interesting concept. So so. You want to tell us something to get its dang butt out of your face, though. Well, government can get its butt out of my face. Yeah! I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, hey, man. Uh, you know, like I said, it's not a negative game. It's a, it's a chance to talk about something that's annoying and irking our chain and get it off our chest, which I think in mm-hmm. the end, the, sum result, the end of some is that you feel more positive by getting yeah. stuff off your chest, you know? And I, you know, we don't really do a lot of talking about politics on this show because uh, it's so wacky and stupid all the time. But, but mm-hmm. it is, it's part, it's something that everybody cares about, and you know, and I, I certainly care about, it and I can tell that you do too. Yep. Um, but hey, man, that's been get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh man, did you like it when Rush Limbaugh got that uh, Medal of Honor the other day? <laughs> or like, the Medal of Freedom like or whatever? It, yeah, like it is not a word I would use. <laughs> Although, uh, I mean, if, if you look, like, I was just like, wow. Well, I mean, it, it's one of those things that it, it's, like, a symbolic honor, but it's also gone to, a like, Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. has the medal of, uh, con- the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Freedom. Uh, that's right, yeah. That's right. I remember what it was. Uh, I think John Bon Jovi has it as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. You know, Oprah Winfrey. And he's wanted it or alive, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, yeah. if he deserves it. It's like one of those, like... I mean, yes, Bruce Springsteen has been been an activist and yeah. didn't work with unions, and and Bon Jovi has uh, soup kitchens that mm-hmm. he he funds. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's done a lot of admirable charitable work. Yeah, you know, Oprah Winfrey is you know an amazing businesswoman. She she's built herself up from nothing. Queen, you know, she, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but 
Obama also gave the Presidential Medal of Freedom to George H.W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he gave it to Clinton and possibly W. Bush as well. Yeah. I would actually I would double check that one on W. Bush. But like, you know, H.W. you know invaded Iraq right the first yeah. time around. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked for the CIA and he, yep. he ran the CIA if I recall. And the CIA, yeah. you know, introduced crack cocaine to black communities to keep mm-hmm. them down. Mm-hmm. So you know, what does this award actually mean? Yeah. What is, you know, what are we actually recognizing? I mean, Rush Limbaugh is a radio demagogue mm-hmm. who, you know, he's made a lot of people happy by ranting and raving. He's written a number of books. Um, whether I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in any way saying I agree with what he's written or what he says. In sure. most cases, I don't. But you're saying kind of objectively deserves it just as much as anybody else has kind of gotten it. Objectively, what does this award actually stand exactly. for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Maya Angelou has, I believe, won it. Rosa mm-hmm. Parks won it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rosa Parks, you know, you talk about a person of historical significance, you know, making cultural change. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, she's an amazing woman. Talk her, about freedom, yeah. Her, yeah. her stand started a cultural revolution. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she is absolutely somebody that we should re- remember and honor and say her name with pride and admiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Rush Limbaugh in the same same category as Rosa Parks? To Hell some no. people, <laughs> we're just sad. There but are some people just... who are just wrong. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that. They're wrong. I agree. Yeah, I agree. yeah. Uh-huh. There's a, there's there's wrong and right in some situations. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know. I mean, I, I listened to Rush Limbaugh when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he made a few. Every now and then, he made an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was painting my grandma's house as a kid, and we were, had the radio listening to Rush Limbaugh. And I, I remember, um, not Al, not Al Gore, but the the Speaker of the House called in to his show to talk about. And then after that, Tom Clancy called in. Oh, so it was one of those like randomly all star all star yeah. night on Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know they were they were they were going back and forth, and you know some, both sides made some interesting points, and both sides said some hella stupid things. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a political discourse sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's and that and then I think that as you know that what we're seeing now is when people say stupid things, and then they like if they are ever able to admit that or change or grow, and so then that's what we should be gauging. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. says stupid. Th- I say stupid things almost exclusively. You know. <laughs> Just how life goes sometimes, but like, but I think, but the, but the goal is always to try to be on an uphill climb, like you know, always trying to be changing that and admitting that as you go, and try, you know, trying to get better. And that's why I think that's I think that's the important thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I, it just made me think of that when I uh, just hearing that. My reaction to it was funny for me, where I just was I just kind of laughed, <laughs> like all right, yeah, sounds about right. We know it's a nice, a nice, a nice uh, segue there, actually, to, to maybe our next song, uh, Rewire. Perfect. That's which, exactly what we're going to do next. You too. know, that was a song I wrote. Um, I went through a divorce a little while back, and then as as it was kind of unraveling and exploding, that was a song I wrote. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to ask myself what it, what it takes to be a better man. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing, like, you know, with, with you know, something very precious to you unraveling. Yeah. You know, how do you rewire your brain? How long were you guys married before? You don't, and you uh, don't have, we don't have to dig into this just, at all. Just under four years. Okay. We dated for about five years before that. Mm-hmm. So nine-ish Yeah, nine, years. ten years about. Yeah. Eh, give or take. Yeah. And so yeah. you're trying to rewire yourself to... To, to be a better man. Yeah. You know, to, to kind of like examine what happened and ask myself like, what could I have done better? What does it all mean? How am I feeling about this? And what am I going to do going forward? Beautiful. Yeah. Just talk. Yeah, perfect segue. That's exactly what we're talking about. All right. Well, then here we go. Here's Rewire. 
at the window, I feel so old. Listening to the wind blow, I feel nothing at all. Nothing but fear, I feel nothing at all. I wish you would hear. I would rewire my brain and I would feel no pain. I would watch this world turn. Yeah.
awesome, man. Well, thank, thank you thank for you. coming and sharing so much music on the show. We're going to share one more tune at the very end, uh, and that's called God. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a second. But I really like, I mean, it's, it's very clear to me that you're thoughtful. And when, you know, we don't need to dig into, you know, your past or, the, or you know, divorce. But everyone knows what that means and, 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 what, and what that does to, you know, relationships mm-hmm. and how that can change a person. But, and, I, and I just, that's one of my favorite things about musicians as artists is just being able to, when you're able to take that, you know, that thing that happens in your life and distill it down into art, it's just a beautiful way to, you know, relate to others and like help other people through things and give them a different perspective or give them, you know, or, or back up their perspective or maybe just not feel alone. So I appreciate you coming on here to share some of that stuff. My pleasure. That's the hardest stuff to share, you know? Well, you know, there's, I mean, you pick up a copy of the dictionary. There's a finite number of words in the English language. Sure. But the breadth of human expression, Mm -hmm. I mean, how many ways are there to to write a love song to tell somebody you love them? Yeah. You know, if there was only one or two ways to do that, we wouldn't have pop music radio. Yeah, yeah. You know, we wouldn't have so many songs. There's so many ways to tell somebody how you feel. Yep. You know, music is one of the most purest forms of emotional expression. You know, whether it's instrumental music, I mean, Beethoven. Yeah. You know, I just, I worked a concert. We did the, the Beethoven Violin Concerto. Cool. And the second movement of the Beethoven Violin Concerto is just one of the most hauntingly beautiful works of music it is just sublime mm-hmm. and there's no there's no words to it it's just yeah. it's pure emotion yeah and yeah. you can feel it yeah i'm i'm definitely no beethoven but you know i try to put that kind of heart and soul into my songs whether it's you know a, a more upbeat song or you know faster more aggressive song like like rewire yeah. you know i still try to put a little bit of you know a slice of my soul into that Cool. You know, lightly sauteed, heavily salted. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm always for a food analogy. That's my mm-hmm. favorite thing. So, well, hey man, I I love that. Uh, we are coming to the end of the show. Just a couple more questions for you. The the you know the, the name of the show is Ryan is super strong. And, and keep in mind, there's so many different types of strength, whether that physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, mm-hmm. anything that ends in a call or ool, but almost. <laughs> so, um, so the question that I ask everybody at the end is just simply, hey, Hawk, you know, are you? Super strong? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I like that. But I'm always growing. I'm always evolving. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the TV show Stargate. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, are you familiar? I, uh, I am familiar with it. I, I watched a little bit, I think, like in high school, I believe. Yeah. But, but haven't watched I, I, it I've been, been re-bidging uh, SG-1. Yeah. Great show. Um, basically. Is that with, uh, isn't like Matt, uh, MacGyver in that? Yeah. yeah uh, Richard Dean Anderson. That's right. Yeah. Richard yeah. Dean Anderson. Yeah. He's, he's great. But they, the basic premise is that all of earth's gods were aliens. Okay. So the Egyptian gods were like these alien parasites. Aliens that, that came down. Yeah. And they would show I like ancient and, aliens, that TV show. Oh yeah. Same vibe. But then, you know, the, all these different gods, they have their followers. And I'm like, the question I would ask anyone is if you were a God, what would you tell your followers? Mm-hmm. And for me, I would tell them to be better than I am, mm. to push themselves, to grow, to learn, to be smarter, to be more kind and loving, to treat everyone with respect and help everyone else grow with them. Yeah. Do this because it's the right thing to do. Not just because your God is telling you, mm-hmm. but because you're, you're you, human imperative. If you're going to follow a God, follow one who is a worthy example for you to be better. I like it. You know? Yeah. And like, you don't, I mean, I would as a god like i wouldn't have slaves i wouldn't have you know reign of terror or you know plagues yeah. of frogs or whatever or, you sure know. it's like no you know 
your God is telling you to be better, to grow, to be all that you can be to, you know, yeah. the few, the proud, the, 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 whatever, the, yeah. the followers of his holiness hawk. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, finding strength comes from within. It's, it's about pushing yourself to be better, to be more awesome, to be more interesting, to be more, um, more well-developed. And there's so many ways I, I see people pushing themselves all the time to be better. And it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Whether you're going to school or whether you're teaching yourself new, new, um, new skills or trying to be a better man yeah, or better woman or better non-binary person, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be more understanding of people that are different than you. Yeah. We live in a time of great change with, you know, like tra- sure do. the, the yeah. trans community, mm-hmm. you know, um, I have, I have friends who are trans, non-binary, transgendered, you know, uh, I may not always get the right term, yeah, but I do my best to understand pronouns and understand where they're coming from and to be a supportive ally. Yeah, not because I'm here to, on the show to like, hey guys, I'm an ally. No, it's because right. it's the right thing to do. Yeah, totally. It's because we're helping people, we help people grow to help them be their best best self. And it doesn't. It, and in encouraging people, that doesn't always come natural for. I mean, like people that have been trained for a long time not to feel like that's natural or anything like that. <laughs> I, you know, it's always, I always try to encourage people to not feel left behind by people because I think, I think you seem like someone that it probably comes by more naturally. And I, I certainly am when, when it's, when it's a question of, are you an ally to another human? It's like, yes, I, I, it's not very difficult for me to bypass some, you know, some old anthropological training, you know, like like (laughs) hardwiring or some training that we've gotten based on, you know, our, our, uh, you know, the people around us and stuff for me to just be like, yes, I, we're humans I'm on the side of that you know that kind of thing but some people have a harder time with that and so I'm always trying to encourage people to just not beat themselves up about it and just like learn Mm -hmm. and grow don't absolutely don't let yourself feel dwarfed by the problem like just take it one step at a time and just get better like it's you know just challenge yourself to get better on it and don't shit on yourself because you're not there yet you know no absolutely I mean we're all we're all learning we're all growing sometimes like I hear a new concept and you know I blink a couple times like I'm sorry Say that one more time so I can, yeah. I can wrap my Can you expand my... that for me a little bit? Yeah, I have to do that too. And it's it's hard, but like, but it's important. It's it's. Really, I think that's really great advice. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great advice. Well, thank you, dude. Thank you so much for coming up. You know, thank on you here and, and hyping all this stuff. Um, so what, uh, the, the the last kind of thing we do is just plugs. So I want I want people to be able to buy your music, not awesome. just you know, not just listen to it here on the show. You know, I want yeah. people to buy it and support you and come you know look at your social media and you know all these kind of, you know come to your home address and that's <laughs> good. Where can people find you on all that stuff? You know, it's, it's funny. Years ago, I had a house up in the foothills. Uh-huh. And like clockwork, like the last weekend of every month, Friday around 7, I had people that would just kind of show up because they knew New Hawk would be cooking. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I kind of knew they'd, they'd run out of money before they ran out of month. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you know, throw some extra pasta in the pot. <laughs> I like and, that. Run out of money before you run out of month. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm going to start saying that for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, I, I, I know that feeling. Yeah. Know you that. know, if I can help people, I will. But, um... I, I also, I like money and I like, you know, money that buys guitar strings and new guitars and, yep. and fixes amps and new microphones and you know, all kind of good stuff. So I can totally. keep, keep making music. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you want to buy the album, uh, my favorite space is hawk.bandcamp.com. Okay. So that's H-A-U-K. H-A-U-K. Um, dot bandcamp.com. Yeah. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. I mean, I don't get any you know residuals from Spotify because. Right. Because nobody does. You know, yeah, yeah, because they suck. But, yeah, <laughs> um, the, did I say that out loud? Because Lady Gaga got made ten dollars or whatever. It's like, yeah. yeah, we're not getting money. Oh, what's his name? Desmond Child, who wrote "Living on a Prayer" by Bon Jovi, uh-huh. made a hundred bucks from uh, Spotify. Yeah, it's like really. Yeah, wow, it's gross. But. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, we're on we're iTunes and Tidal and Apple Music and Google Music and Amazon Music and, you know, I, I've got a pretty good distribution. You know, it's all, all digital media. Nice. Um, if you want to check out the stuff, we're on we're on YouTube. I've did a music video for the song Three Chords. Okay. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, really great actress Eleanor came in. We we danced. It was super romantic and cool. In the very last last scene, she kind of you know gives me the brush off and walks out the door. I'm just I'll like, have to watch that when when you when you head out because yeah, I really like that that tune. Thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, that just hit a couple days ago. Cool. Um, yeah. And social media? Did you already say uh, that? Yeah. So facebook.com slash hawk music h a u k m u s i c. Instagram is at hawk rules. Cool. If you just type in hashtag hawk rules, you'll probably find a, a link to one of our uh, one of our pages cool man that's awesome that's great all right uh, i always take this moment to plug uh chad coleman who did the art for the show chris hackman who did the intro and outro music for my show as well as nice. help me make the bumper cues uh the instagram is ryan is super strong the twitter is at super strong ryan you can email us at ryan super strong at gmail.com and what i tell everybody to do is if you like this show and i hope that you do especially if you made it this far into an episode <laughs> i hope you will go to apple podcast give this uh the show five stars and leave us a wacky review there's a ton of them uh, that make me laugh to read them it makes me feel less alone in this world to see all these insane comments <laughs> uh, but please go do that when you guys do that the show grows and more more ears all around the world get to hear about my badass guests like Hawk Heimdalsman here, you know? And so that's, that's what this whole thing is all about. So I appreciate you guys doing that. And I appreciate you coming in to do this, man. Oh, my pleasure. Really. Um, just a- before we, before we wrap up totally, we are going to play one more song awesome. called God. And so uh, I'll close up the show here in a second and then just stay tuned for, for a few seconds and you'll start to hear the tune God. Do you want to talk about that tune? Yeah. So this, this was an interesting, interesting one for me to write kind of like as a, as a poet, um, musically, it's got that kind of heavy anthemic spiritual quality. You know, it's like a stomp clap kind of song. Cool. Um, you know, layered vocals. I actually recorded it for a previous album, like all acoustic, and I wanted to do like a heavier version. Mm-hmm. But you know, back in college, you know, it was like I I, I had a lot of uh, like dorm mates who were you know very very devout in their religion, and they'd always ask me like, Hey, have you found God? Mm-hmm. And every now and then I'd give the smart ass answer. I'm like, why is he missing? You know, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Did, you, did you check behind the refrigerator? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the, the older I get, it's like, listen, look around, watch the sunset. You know, we, we live, we live in California. Mm-hmm. If California isn't the promised land, I mean, go, go spend a day watching the Pacific ocean. Yep. Go climb the mountains we have here. Go, go up to the Sierras, go to, go to Tahoe, go down to San Diego, go out to the desert, the high desert with the Joshua trees. Oh, I, this is, you know, God is everywhere. Yeah. However you choose to define God. And, and that we could, we could talk for hours on just that, that question alone. Totally. Yeah. Um, because I, I have many, many layers and layers of spiritual beliefs, but I kind of, um, I definitely have a, have a, um, a predisposition towards the Norse gods. So I kind of Ooh, worked cool. in like layers of poetry into, into the song, you know, the, the, the second verse, you know, I found God in the thunderstorm and I did not ask his name. Mm-hmm. I just laughed as the lightning struck again and again and again. Mm-hmm. You know, you stand out in a thunderstorm and you're feeling that raw energy and that power and that, that magic. Yeah. You Talk know. about super strength. Exactly. Yeah. It's way bigger. Yeah. yeah. This, you know, th- there are so many layers to, you know, this world. It's, it's beautiful and it's amazing and just go outside and enjoy yeah, you know, you're yeah. looking for God by whatever name. Go look outside and just enjoy the wonder of creation. Yeah, I love that. All right, man. Well, that so yeah. Stay tuned at the end of the show, and you'll hear all about that. And uh, the last thing I do on every episode 
is I talk to one listener or a group of listeners and try to get them to up their game in some way. So this week is no different, and I will start right now. All right, guys, this week I'm talking to someone very specific who I know listens to this show. Uh, This is a guy that I saw driving on the highway the other day who threw out an entire Wendy's bag of food and trash and a cup that was in it and a drink on the highway. Uh, I'm assuming he's a listener to the show. (laughs) But hey, fuck you, man. (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, wow. It's 2020. You cannot do that. You cannot litter at that level. or You shouldn't be littering at all. But a whole bag from Wendy's... What do you do? Who are you? And where do you? Th- who do you think you are? Oh, where do you think terrible. you're living? I hope you're listening to this show so that you know that you're getting. But even if you're not, and it's and you're someone that maybe litters a little bit here and there, hey, you gotta cut that out. You gotta cut it out. Don't be littering. Littering sucks, and it makes you a worse person. Absolutely. It just does. I, I will second that. That's not cool. It just makes so you a worse person. Cool. Littering is not cool at all. So, for you know, I'm not. It's, this sounds like an elementary school kind of thing you know, to talk about littering, but I just saw it happen at such a crazy level, and I couldn't stand for it. So I need to. I need to take a stand and say that it's bad. What that guy or anybody that learns need to do is listen to the advice of Mr. Hawk here, or go Don't back in the archive. <laughs> go back in the archive. Listen to all the badass uh, advice that my guests have given on the Ryan is Super Strong podcast. And if you do that, then maybe one day. You could be super strong too. Just That's a worthy goal. Like, right. <laughs> and here is God.
Yeah.